Hi there. I just want to do a quick note. Um, the old way is to have all the answers, right? You go, you go to school, you learn a thing, you get a job, you do that thing. You do that thing a long time and then you kind of retire from doing that thing. You relax and then you lay your down self down and you, you die. Um, and in the midst of that, you seek to walk, you know, according to the word, according to faith, according to the spirit. A lot of people have been talking about not working, about quitting, about living closer to who they feel that they are. And a lot of people have been talking about the challenges to the economy because of it. Because of it. There's something in that. So everybody used to be an expert or you would get as close as you could so you could actually get a job, get a certificate, right? Be able to have something to teach somebody. But something that the Lord has shown me in my journey, relationship is everything to God. Everything. Everything. Um, he's a God of love. And even the light that he sheds, that he gives in waves and in particles, um, in revelation, in insight and wisdom and discretion, discernment. It, it's, he does download and he does, you know, give you a class or a book of the Bible, all those things. But we're meant to have a life of revelation. We're meant to have a life of receiving from him a conversation that doesn't stop. And being in alignment with God isn't like a, you know how you get a, a screwdriver or a wrench and you put something in place and then it's set. We're absolutely anchored in Christ Jesus. That's our identity, right? But there's this fluidity of always coming into more, always unfolding into and towards who we are and what we're doing and why we're here and all that. There's more God than we know and if we are willing to be in unfamiliar territory if we're willing to trust him if we're willing to go wherever the Lord Jesus leads us what happens is we experience life where two plus two doesn't always equal four where the things that were set in stone yesterday are not necessarily shaky today, but maybe they're like, wah, wah, you know what I mean? Where there's more to it than that cement or that metal or that steel. And so there's a humility and an excitement and a confidence. The confidence is not in the thing that you know. Language, I love language. So, when you're a kid, when I was a kid, they'd say, do you know your multiplications? Do you know your ABCs? You know, do you know your fractions? And if you knew them, then you would perform them. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then, okay, yeah, yeah, she knows it, right? That was your test. But today, so know the word yada, right? Hebrew is like intimately knowing one another. That's how babies come, right? So to, to know and be known, Jesus said, 
the people who fed the hungry and clothed the naked and visited the prisoners and, you know, did all these things. Those are the people that I know and those are the people who knew me. Those are the people that lived lives in alignment with who I am. They were abiding in me, right? They were doing what I wanted them to do. But watch this. First Corinthians 13 talks about, hey, you can do all the good stuff and still not get it. You can have all the right prophecies and still not get it. it if you don't have love, you haven't got anything. It's relationship. It's it ultimately, and this is something that I had planned on preaching this morning, it's now. There's a lot of new age talk about now and, you know, don't look back and don't look forward. It's now. Well, we definitely look forward and we project out because sometimes the circumstances of now are not honoring yet what's true. So we participate in the unfolding of things in the direction and the root of God's will, right? By agreeing with it, literally grounding that truth. Amen. Being, you know, you think about something conducting electricity, we're a place on the earth where we're like, yep, what God said, right? And if nothing else is agreeing with him, we're agreeing with him, whether it looks like it or not. And so things come into alignment as we agree with what is true. Amen. He is true and faithful. And as we are true and faithful to him, we see what he says. Amen. Some of why I wanted to say this, I was just hanging out with the Lord and, and I was seeing that many, many years ago. <laughs> Many years ago, I was so sure of so much. I mean, just sure. And I wasn't, I really wasn't, um, what's the word, you know, um, bombastic about it. It's very quiet. I was quietly going my own way. I didn't even realize I had friends following me until I didn't know where I was going. Amen. When the Lord kind of shook up my world, I didn't have a clue. And I remember telling a girlfriend, she asked me a question. And I go, I have no idea. And she's like, what do you mean you have no idea? Like, how can, like, whoa. I'm like, yeah, no. And I remember mentioning Greg, and I'm like, yeah, well, he doesn't really, I'm not sure what he's doing. And they were like, why are you leaning on a man? I mean, I guess that's how deep I was into, right, women and rights. I, I wasn't that way politically um, uh, on the surface. Like, I had, I wasn't carrying any kind of, you know, messaging. But I think just the way I live my life, I was very much my own person. And then I realized it's 1998. You know what? I don't have a clue. Yeah, I know all the things I know, but that's kind of like nothing. And I've got, I've got a super solid life that I've built, and it's like nothing. And I totally know God, and that I don't have a clue. And I just let that crumble. I let myself see all of that as just a bunch of crumble. And I kind of hook, what do you say? Hook yourself to the, tie yourself to the hitch. I hitched my star or hitched myself to the Lord. And I was basically like, I'm going to commit to you. You are going to be the thing that matters to me. And Three years later, he said to me, all that matters is where God is. 
All that matters is where God is. Now, that speaks to me because of the word matter and mater, mother and matrix and womb and birthing and like everything that materializes, right? Everything that comes to be comes from where God is. He is the creator and all creation that creates is coming from him. He's the source and author, right? But it's also nothing else is important. Nothing else is important. It's partially why we don't need to be fretting anything. I mean, you could, you could just tangle up in a yarn all day long if you want to. You could be upset with yourself. You can be upset with other people. You can be upset with how things are going in the world. You can be so upset. But the more you rest, whoa, in the peace of Christ Jesus, you can declare it. You, you know, you can say it. You can scream it. You can sing it. You can, you can have all kinds of activity. But I, that knowing, the relationship knowing, invites a, a settledness. It invites a wellness with your soul. When I first started my business about three years ago, and since, I've said, I, I would say about ten times, in the last three years, I've had experiences where I've been sleeping or worshiping or taking a walk and realized, oh, I have a session. <gasps> I had a session. And sometimes I've been like, well, I was worshiping and, you know, or, well, they'll be okay. But other times I've been like, oh my gosh. And sometimes it's been because it's been a new client or it's been somebody who had to drive a long way or somebody who I knew was easily offended and didn't know me, didn't know me personally. But when I was upset, oh my gosh, it sent me into a flurry. I just wanted to explain for an hour and I'm so, so sorry and it, it's because of this and, and, and the reason praise you, Jesus, that I went there was not because I was late and not because, you know, you're supposed to be on time and responsible and you got a business and all that. No, it's because of when I was a little kid and I would take the bus in, the city bus into school. Certainly if I got started late, I was going to be late. But sometimes, you know, the bus would be late or whatever. And I'd be late to school. And this is like second grade, first grade. And, and the feeling I had of such shame and guilt and sorrow and just felt horrible sometimes walking in. And I don't even know what that is, what it was, but I just felt, I just felt terrible. So responsible. I mean, come on, I was five years old, but that's how I felt. That's how I felt. Or seven or something, whatever. Anyway, um, that's what that was. I was, we, we're meant to be responsible, beloved. You know that. Of course you want to be responsible. But stuff happens. And when you, you know, when you have a business and a church and a husband 
and you've got people that are having life and death situations and you got people in the hospital and in intensive care. I mean, when you've got some of the stuff I walk through, I, the, duh. <laughs> and also when you get getting revelation every day from the Lord and your brain's filled with stuff. So if I was ministering to myself, I would help myself see my life. But in those panic moments, it was like, oh, shoot. Oh, dang. You know, I'm late kind of a thing. That's not who I am. It's not my heart at all. And that pothole went back to pain. Well, today, if if I happen to have, I don't really anymore, but if I did, if I missed an appointment and somebody was ticked off and they were like, you know, if they were like, I don't want to see anymore, I would apologize and say, you know what, that was so unprofessional. I'm so sorry. And I would go on with my life. You with me? God has gifted me that. I didn't come to a place because I know myself and nobody's going to tell me. No. It, the, the Lord adores us. <laughs> he, he adores us. And you think about him being angry and wrath and all that. What's he mad about? Of course he's mad about inhumanity to man. He's mad about people killing people. And of course that's not pleasing. But he's the answer. So the upset is us not trusting him, not not allowing, whoa, his rest. Not allowing his way. The Bible talks about on the seventh day he rested, Sabbath which is technically Saturday, and technically the eighth day is the new day, but he rested from all of his work. And the Bible talks about his people entering his rest. Well, when you enter his rest, it's not that you don't do anything. It's not that you don't accomplish anything. It's that you, you trust him. And it's easy to call, it's easy to steer a ship in calm waters, Today, as we trust him, because of the tremors that happen, our trust is going deep. We're trusting him in ways we haven't in the past. We're trusting him even if they say this, or they do that, or they think this, or they feel that, right? There's a, in the same way that I talked about how I used to know stuff, we used to assume things, you know, oh, gas would never go over $3 kind of a thing. Or, well, of course the president, dot, 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 you know? And then Kennedy what, you know? Um, Clinton what, right? Bush is doing what? Trump what? You know, the the role of leader of our nation going to certain places or even, you know, in the case of a couple of them, they're older men and they said, what, you know, Um, who we are used to be defined by the guy that led us. I'm interested in the Bible talking about and a little child will lead them. 
because it's those folks who don't think a lot of themselves, don't think of themselves a lot, but put all their trust in the Lord. And interestingly, this is kind of why you really don't know Biden and Trump. And why do I say that? These are both guys of faith. I, I believe in Biden and Trump's faith. Um, I believe in I believe in um, Bush's faith strongly. Bush Jr. I believe adore, I believe he adores Jesus. But politicians are taught to say all kinds of stuff just to get out of the gate, you know. And so then, when the public finds out about stuff they said. And they go through there either defending them or prosecuting them. That's moving all of that away. I believe that both of these men care deeply about our nation. I believe this. And when you give God your trust, you don't look so good. I've heard people complain about the way that Biden forgets stuff or stumbles over things. And when Trump became president, a lot of people complain about him not being very smart. Um, your weaknesses, your ignorances, your incompetencies, your what? Like when you're holding it all together, when your appearance or your performance or your, when you are the image of something, it's like the fig tree that had the shiny leaves. If you don't have any figs on there, what good is it? Do you know what I mean? If your heart isn't in alignment with those images, what what do we really have? What are we getting but that picture? We can look through the magazine, but but what about when I get hungry? Amen. I really love Biden, and I'm just going to tell you frankly, there are aspects of Trump I adore. I don't love really any of his politics. Um, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat, but I sure do love feeding the poor, seeing, you know, I love that social justice stuff. And not even, I don't even like it as social justice. I love that love your neighbor stuff. I love that acts one, acts two stuff. Um, but uh, the, if you've ever seen it, I think I've mentioned this recently. If you've ever seen a Kendrick movie, the very first movies that they did, Kendrick Brothers, there was a polish that they didn't have, right? And the acting didn't have. They have it now. God confounds the wise with foolish things. We are those foolish things. Alexander Campbell wrote a book called Fool for God. He started the Disciples of Christ, or he was one of the originators, or, you know, um, coming out of the Anabaptists. Beloved, things are not as they seem, and they're not always black and white, and there's a lot, not just gray, there's a lot of color. God's love is so powerful, and you might be looking at someone and thinking, yeah, God's mad at them. But I've had God show me such love for people, and teach me through that love. Teach me through his love for somebody. 
and and I didn't have a human leg to stand on. I didn't have a a man-made port to anchor onto. I I didn't. It, it those things weren't sufficient for what he was showing me. Who wants an abortion? You know, I don't want people to have abortions. But the way that it's gone about, and I'm actually not going to complain about the way it's gone about because it might be God's way. It might be a hard turn of the boat, you know, because of the generations of people that were lost through abortion. But minister to the women. Speak. Don't just do that and walk away. Say something. Come at them with your compassion. Tell them how much you understand their fear and their concern. Like, don't stop at having changed a law. Show up with heart. Be willing, you know, to to do that. And that's on so many issues. Um, this whole thing with gender is a, oh boy. And for me, the reason why it feels like oil ahoy is because it's, for many people, that's identity. Now, when I minister, I say, hey, Christ above all, like literally let's surrender everything to him. But I once met a transgender person and got, and Jesus told me, just love her. Like he didn't require me to preach to her. And I, I, I didn't really know where to put that. Could be just, you know, well, you just got a different role. You know, God knows what he's doing and move on. Because he had very specific things. He wanted me to be her peer counselor in a class. He wanted me to be her neighbor, and he wanted me to provide her some hope and some balm when she was rejected by the church, her own church. Well, in the doctrine, it's like, well, duh, that rejection is necessary for the preservation, but to put a put a put a doctrine, doctrinal, all of the computer output, you know. Duh, Genesis, Revelation, yes. But the letter kills. The letter kills. And I... And I love her. These are days not just when things are murky. These are days when things are clarified by the challenges around us. Um we may not be as obvious to others. We might look like something, you know? You're, you're, you know, you're neither hot nor cold over there, or, man, you're so hot, you're not even caring about that. You know, all, there may look like all sorts of things, but if you follow the Lord with all your heart, then this orchestration, right, with different instruments playing different notes and such, has an opportunity to move the world, to move the needle, to resonate with truth that goes deeper than the letter, that goes deeper than the law, as we understand it, we humans understand it, that gets to where people live, where they believe, where they change their minds, where they trust, where they come home, where they fear, where they turn, 
Amen. Where they can turn. Where their entire ship can turn. Uh, and I see this like a movement, frankly. I don't know if I mentioned this, but in Meet John Doe, there was a movement of individual people that were being kind to each other, having goodwill. And the day after Obama was elected, it seemed like there was a shine on the world for those people who had hope that we would be kinder to one another. And Senior Bush talked about a kinder, gentler nation, I think. If you know your neighbor in front and back and left and right, if you're in an apartment up and down, if you don't just know their name, but engage life with them, if you allow for challenges and continue to stay at the table with them, you are actually doing an enormous lot for world peace. That's only what, one, two, three, four, five, six households that, or between four and six households. Um, and some of your neighbors might be five, ten thousand miles away. I mean, who knows, you know. But there are billions of us Christians. If every one of us does this, you see what I mean? There are fewer isolated people going off the deep end. There are fewer people angry and still angry. There are fewer people confused, confounded, discombobulated, and going wackadoo. There are fewer people without care. You've got psychologists and counselors and therapists and analysts. You've got pastors and teachers. You've got coaches and you've got companions and you've got that um, but even those people have a place they live they're citizens somewhere and, and in our daily life when you take off your collar right when you leave the office when you aren't getting paid bringing your gifts, bringing the role into your off time, allowing yourself just to be who you are. Wow, is there a lot of wisdom there, a lot of peace. Not that you have a clue what's going on sometimes. And some of the things you know God's going to unravel. He just is. Um... Because where we're going is where we haven't been before. It sure is worth our trust. And I spoke most recently about feelings, right? We are so blessed to go through that jungle and scale those mountain ranges and come into the knowledge of Christ Jesus as we count it all joy and persevere through trial and learn what it is to fight the good fight of faith. So I want to encourage you, if you don't have all the answers, if you find yourself feeling kind of out at sea informationally, particularly with the flood 
of facts and data around. Keep breathing. And let God float you. Let yourself be in the middle of something where you, you're not at the beginning and you're not at the end and you're not certain unless you are. Unless you are. Let him awaken you to the vibrant colors of love. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I was chatting with him about how I can feel uh, a desire to have some, a couple things kind of, what do you call it? Not, I don't want to say nailed down, to have a couple of things really clear that aren't yet clear. And then I just began to let that go. Like, you know, this is where we are with that. This is where songs like, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait on you. I've tasted your goodness. Trust in your promise. I'm going to wait on you. And then when I was a kid, um, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, on our way. And then one more. There's a song. So that was from like the 70s. I learned that in like 77. And the most recent one I learned in 21 or 22. And then there's this one I learned in the middle. I learned this in the year 2000. Show me your way that I may walk with you. Show me your way and I'll put my hope in you. The cry of my heart is to love you more, to live with the touch of your hand. Stronger each day. Show me your way. When I was graduating from seminary, the provost was counseling me, hold it all loosely. Basically, God's going to move, you know, hold it all loosely. And the only way to hold it loosely, whatever it is, is to be holding on tightly to God. There are ways in which you understand that today. You might be thinking Genesis to Revelation. You might be thinking prayer. You might be thinking worship. You might be thinking church. You might be thinking um, the Holy Spirit. You might be thinking whatever 
role you have in the ecclesia or in serving the Lord out in the world, whatever you understand it to be today, if you cling to Jesus today on your journey with Jesus, he'll be revealing to you more and more of who he is. And you'll be looking like him more and more. You can't help it. You are just lovely in his sight. And as you behold him, you are more of him. Amen? For the rest of us to see, right? Not just in reality, but for the rest of us to see. So I I just bless you today. That where in your life some things are not nailed down, where they're not clear, where they aren't black or white, where you don't know where to stand, where it's not certain how God's leading you, where your decision has not been made. Jesus. Rather than being in a place of worry, fret, consternation, or in an anxious, striving, stressing, pulling, pushing, Or in a depressed resignation. Well, it's just all terrible. Assuming the worst. They talk about liminal space or a thin place. That place after one thing has ended and before another one has begun. God's there with you. God is here. And that's everything. That's where everything worth anything is coming from. Amen. So I just bless you in a new confidence. And if you've already received this revelation, you're just going, yep, 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 yep. I know this. Yep, yep, I know it. Then I invite you to just kind of meditate on it. Really masticate it. Really go back, close your eyes, and listen again and go, hmm. I know this, but yeah, that's... I'm really letting that in more, right? Thanks for listening.